0: Women podcast. For your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker. She is Simone Roche and I can't believe it, Simone. We are just a few days away from Christmas 2020. Surely it's about April, isn't it? I don't really understand how this has happened. This has been the longest and the fastest year in the history of years.
1: And I'm not ready. I almost feel like (laughs) we need... Another week, even though I was the person who did put my uh, Christmas tree up on the 30th of November <laughs> and, and have become a, a, a seasonal, effective Christmas card writer. I oh, really? have written, I, I don't know what this has come from. I've never done this before, but I've written, the reason I know how many I've written is because I've then subsequently transferred all of the addresses that I've been gathering onto a spreadsheet so and so I now i know i know i know no gdpr rules being broken anywhere <laughs> um no but I, I just became a little bit obsessed and i think it was something to do with we were sending out these packages around the awards back in september you know to keep you know the immpw flags and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff but we did it because we've all been obviously so home-based but, and we've all sort of been doing, you know, sort of, uh, you know, online shopping and all this other, you know, shopping locally and all this kind of thing. But, be losing out on those personal kind of interactions. I used to love that touch, is it touch notes where you could oh, send it? Yeah, it's an online app. Yeah. yeah is, but it kind of got out of, the, out of the habit, but I know the impact that those packs had. So I just thought, right, I'm going to go hell for leather on, on Christmas cards and festive cards, which I did. Um, and I was so happy about them, you know, been writing them for weeks. So it's been fantastic. And then I went to get the stamps Oh my goodness! What?
0: What? What? Does it cost you
1: eighty five thousand pounds? One hundred percent. I went in and I was thinking because then you had sent these packs out and I thought, all oh, right. I didn't know. Do you know a second class stamp hmm. in the United Kingdom costs about sixty six pence? Whoa!
0: <laughs> I was like... Oh my so, gosh! Yeah. And actually, what I was reading in the week, one of the possible fallouts from Brexit is the price of a stamp is going to go up a lot. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. And I was thinking, who sends letters anymore? That's the thing, isn't it? Who sends those cards? But I did pop to the post office, Simone. And my children obviously haven't seen their grandparents. So so many children haven't seen theirs, even if they live in the same country, even if they live in the same city. So many children haven't seen their grandparents. Mine clearly haven't because we're in a different country. But um, they decided they wanted to make Nanny and Grandad and Nana a card, not just buy one, especially because all the cards here say Grandpops and and Grandma. And they're like, what's Grandma? And I'm like, no, that's grandmother. But they call their they call their nana nana, you know. So there wasn't definitely no nana cards here. So they said, are we gonna make one? So they went we went to the shop and we bought all these little different stickers and these sort of little 3D holographic stickers of Santa and Christmas trees and the like and they spent ages making these lovely cards for their grandparents. Took them to the post office. And the woman said, oh, what's in this? And I said, oh, it's just a card. She went, oh, and she was squishing the envelope and going, it's quite a fat envelope. I said, oh, it's just those stickers that are sort of, you know, they're sort of 3D. And she went, yeah, we're going to have to count this as a package, not as a card, because uh, because it's so fat. And I was like, what? So for every, guess how much it cost me to send a Christmas card to the grandparents from the USA to uh, Manchester Go on. What do you reckon? Oh, I reckon about two or three pounds, maybe. $15, Simone. $15. <laughs> 15 of your American dollars. And I thought, I sat there she went, do you want to go back and just kind of... And I said, no, they've spent ages making these cards. And then I thought... They haven't seen the grandparents. The grandparents haven't seen them. It's not like we're being able to fly anywhere or see any... And I thought, oh, forget it. Fifteen bucks, whatever. I just just send it. Just send it. Just send it. And you know what? It gave them so much joy, like you sort of write in your cards to get that card, that I thought why the heck not it's ridiculous isn't it $15 to send a card but I went oh well What it's well, qui- it's Christmas
1: do you know I enjoyed it actually because I think it's normally this time of year we've just finished the awards judging we're running around yeah. There's it's almost kind of that last flurry of kind of business events then blurring with the social side of it and there's always that kind of forgetting you know oh well I'll, I'll hand them out I'll hand them out or I'll you know oh well we'll, we'll all feel good about ourselves and make another charity donation instead of cards, mm. and we think it's environmental. And and, 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 and of course, it is as well, but there was, for this year, for me, I think, we've talked about connection, haven't we? we talked about connection in so many ways. So every one of those 66 pences, and don't get me wrong, I think there was half a dozen in there with the first-class stamp on. Oh. So, so, yeah, so, you know, but it just felt, it felt, you know, really, really good. And also, actually, just one thing that, uh, that happened last week as well was, our very own Adele Robinson now got Aww. married and literally just sent out a message to say, listen, this is going to happen in two days' time. And she did, um, Adele, who co-hosted the, the
0: podcast a couple of weeks ago, of,
1: yeah. Yeah. She got married to her long-time partner and fiance Andy with little and Charlotte running a mock during the, the, the ceremony so so I'm raising a virtual cheers here to Adele and Andy and and Charlotte there so I think there's the Christmas thing uh, do you know I'm I'm kind of excited um even though we're doing it home alone um but yeah I, I feel like there's still a lot a lot that we've got to get through and you know, we've got just hired two software developers for our power platform who knew we were now a, a tech startup business. Uh, we've got our virtual Christmas party and uh, our season's festive party in a couple of days where we're, we're doing something special there aren't we as well?
0: We are we're not going to say anything yet but keep your ears tuned. We're not going to be off for the Northern Power Women podcast over Christmas and New Year just so you know so we'll be here with a little bit of a virtual wave and a virtual chink for you over the whole Christmas period. But you know So before we talk about something that's kind of riled me this week a little bit about the way women are treated in business... Um, we, I want to talk about the awards. You mentioned, you know, we kind of announced last week the Northern Power Women Awards are going to be a virtual extravaganza. we are not going to be sat at our kitchen table with a brew going, and the winner is. This is going to be a fantastic event. We would love you to be part of it. It is going to be virtual, but it's also not going to be virtual. And that's all we're saying. Totally COVID safe, but not 100% virtual. You know, you will be very, it's very interactive. Going to keep that, close to our chest just for a little bit but it's around of course International Women's Day Simone well it's on International Women's Day so we want to create the biggest International Women's Day celebration so really really want you to be part of this and as I said you are going to be part of it there's going to be no wandering off to go to the loo or put a brew on and just casting your eye over because so many events have been like that haven't they you've kind of gone oh I'll just go and put a wash on and come back and see where they're up to (laughs) none of that in this case yeah,
1: no, we want this to be so many, you know what it's like on International Women's Day. There's always about 5,000 events and I always think it's set out to absolutely kill women on International Women's Women's Day because we're either <laughs> speaking at lots of events or attending lots of things. and. I'm always mindful about the so what factor, you know, what are we really yeah, doing? Th- yeah. This year's theme is for International Women's Day is about choose to challenge, choose to challenge. So, you know, that's going to be our ask, But What we want to challenge is instead of having, again, the multiple, multiple, multiple events, let us all join up in one huge one because we can, right? Yeah. We can do it from this environment. So if you would like to get in touch, and we've had a dozen or more organizations already get in touch to say that they want to be part of a a collaborative approach. And if you think of the ethos of what we're about, we talk about we're a collaborative uh, campaign, a collaborative movement that is all about accelerating gender equality from the North. So why don't you come collaborate? We can have as many seats at the table as we want and we can really choose to challenge sort of the different areas, but challenging for good. So please get involved. Drop us a note at connect at Northern Power women. Dot com to get involved in our International Women's Day Perfect. celebration this
0: year. Please do. Now, what has riled you this week? Do you know what's riled me? What has riled me is the, frankly, poisonous column that was written in the Wall Street Journal and then the mega poisonous response from a lot of of political commentators and so-called journalists in this country about Dr. Jill Biden. Now, Dr. Jill Biden is, of course, the wife of Joe Biden, the US president-elect, and she's a doctor of education. And there was a, frankly, ridiculous article in the Wall Street Journal in which they, the journalist involved asked her to stop using the title doctor, Dr. Jill Biden, because she's not a medical doctor. Now, headline... There are more doctors who are not medical doctors in the world than actual M.D.s. This is the difference, right? PhD is in fact the original doctorate. PhDs, professors in universities, high top class academics, scientists, doctors of education. It means you've got a PhD. I mean, who doesn't know that? What is wrong with people that they don't realise that not everyone who's a doctor is a medical doctor? My husband is Dr Springate. He doesn't actually use the title very much, mainly because he's a scruffy old so and so. His mother does. I tell you, every single card we get, Dr Springate. <laughs> (laughs) She's super proud. But the fact is, he studied long and hard and he won prizes for his PhD and the like. And he has no issue with being called Dr. Springate. And I guarantee it, if he was up there on the stage as a politician and called himself Dr. Springate, no one would bat an eyelid because, guess what? He's a man. And there was some really interesting research that came out after this article uh, from the Mayo Clinic, in fact, you know, very prestigious medical hospital. And it found that female medical doctors were significantly less likely than male doctors to be introduced by their formal titles when speaking at academic medical conferences. So you stand up on stage as a man and they go, Welcome to the stage, Doctor Springate. You're right. Would you go, Welcome to the stage, Sam Walker? And it's like, wait a minute, I'm also a doc you know, what? What's going on? So uh, uh, what what angers me, and there's, there's a guy called Tucker Carlson here who you may have heard of, he's an anchor on Fox News, and he said her being called a doctor, she's about as much of a doctor as Dr Pepper. And that was what he has just been spouting bile over her. He's said that she's illiterate. I mean, it's just the most silly, silly attack. He said her doctoral dissertation is our national shame. Now, I don't want to start slagging off Melania Trump because a lot of people have already started doing that and gone "What about her? what she's ever done. Now, let, let, let's not sink to that level and start slagging off other women because that just doesn't do us or any of us any favours at all. But why is it that women are made fun of when we insist on being referred to by our earned titles? She worked hard for that. She is a doctor of education. She passed the exams. She has earned that title. Why is there even a conversation about her using it? Yeah.
1: I can't even. Be, I feel like I want to edit that out this pod, podcast, Sam. I feel like we shouldn't even be giving it airtime. That is an absolute disgrace, isn't is it? it? That oh, is yeah. absolutely. This is a woman who is going to be, you know, in in residence in the White House. First as lady, an, yeah, a, yeah. As the uh, you know, but working, doing, her, going out. To you know, do her craft and do what she does, and I think she. I, I remember when I, I read, I, I read about, it and I thought, wow, this woman is going to bring a really great angle to you know to the White House, and then be a great sort of role model uh, there for for many people in the education uh, sector mm, yeah. for young people for academics. I think it's amazing. So, Tucker Schmucker, <laughs> he can, yeah, he can go. Yeah, I have not heard that. Um, but mm. I think I was obviously been writing Christmas cards. But you know what? Yeah. On my Christmas cards, I have put people's full title. Good. Professor Love Professor Chain Turner, OBE. Dr. Marnie Millard. You know, I've yeah. I have i used them because actually I'm proud of of everyone's achievements. You 100%. know. So yes. So oh. if you
0: are a woman with a title, use, use it. it. Please use it. Absolutely use it. You have earned the right to use that title as much as anybody else. So let's do that. I just need to get one now and then I can use it, Simone. But there you go. You can use yours, yours MBE. There you are. <laughs> what have I Let's not go there. Anyway, yeah. look, uh, should we get some life lessons going on? Because I love uh, this week. She's fabulous.
1: I do. Uh, Sarge it runs a family Asian grocery business in Carlisle with her husband. And she's the role of Chief Officer of Multicultural Cumbria. And she's also an honor, honorary fellow of the University of Cumbria uh, since 2009. So I really hope to God she is using every single one (laughs) of those those titles really powerful lessons some of them absolutely stuck with me this week so here's Sarge
2: hi everyone my name is Sarge Gafar. I am chief officer of multicultural Cumbria so I picked five questions first one is one piece of advice that has really stuck with me and that was when I was told To be nice to people on the way up because I would meet them on the way down. (laughs) Next one. When have you faced imposter syndrome and what did you do about it? I still feel imposter syndrome and that I'm going to get caught out at some point when people realise I'm not capable of what they thought I was capable of. And I think that's partly because I never... Uh, educated to a degree level and i came from quite humble backgrounds of pakistani origin and quite often i was the only white person in a meeting and i'm still getting my head around being accepted for who i am as i was brought up to believe that my role was to be an obedient daughter or sister and then after that wife and mother my role did not include sharing my opinions or asking questions and God forbid if I had the audacity to offer a solution what could I possibly have to say that was of any value question number three tell us about a time you've had to be resilient that was most definitely a turning point in my life the whole family's life and that was when my husband got called to the hospital to have a kidney transplant it'd been quite a difficult couple of years previously to that and where I would have hoped my family would have been there to support me actually they weren't they caused a lot of issues and I had to leave my four children with a friend before my younger brother came about four hours later to keep an eye on them and I sat there for three for three hours on November the 1st, 10 o'clock till one o'clock in the morning and just prayed that he would come out okay and worried sick for my children because I had to leave them. And it made me realize that I had no one really there for me despite having trying to look after people and support people. And I was by myself and it was probably the most loneliest I have ever felt in my life. And I didn't want to feel like that again ever. And neither did I want anybody else to feel like that ever. What difference did having a mentor make to you? Uh, We set up uh, Multicultural Cumbria three years ago. And one of our trustees, Catherine really really helped m- my personal growth and how to build confidence. She was a CI- CEO of uh, arts organization, but we just clicked so so well and it really helped me to ask those questions that I just didn't know where else to go to. So having a mentor is really really important. Question for when have you taken a risk and what happened we decided to open up a business my husband and I a spice shop and we weren't sure if that would actually work uh, simply because we weren't sure if Carlisle was ready for it and 15 years on it has worked and the internet's had a big part in that by being able to promote what we do and social media And it also led me to a passion that I didn't even realise I had, which was very much about community engagement. Last question, do you regret not taking a risk and why didn't you? The opportunity to take over a successful takeaway came quite early on and we decided to turn it down because that would mean that my husband would actually be working really long unsociable hours and for for me it was more important that my children had a father that they had a relationship with rather than having more money coming in so we were very close but we didn't take that risk and I never regretted that
0: thank you Thank you so much to Saj Kapoor for those lovely life lessons. You know, I found, number one, I found her voice just really calming and lovely to listen to. It's really mellifluous, isn't it? I could listen to her all day. But one, a couple of things that really stuck with me, Simone, was that um, I loved her discussion about her mentor and the thing that stuck with her. She found someone that she could ask all those questions to that she'd always wanted to ask but didn't feel able to. And I thought that's what a mentor should be, that person you could go, look, I know this might sound a bit funny, but or i've not dared ask this but and having that mentor who has no judgment because i guess what those questions were probably massively valid weren't they um definitely um i loved her as well about not having the regret about not starting the takeaway because it was more important for our children to see their father that was beautiful
1: yeah i thought it really was it's funny you talk about the mentoring we a couple of weeks ago started our virtual mentoring uh, 12-week program yeah. you know 150 people in that what i'm loving and um, Um, Fabulous Emma Mason who who, who works for me uh, is is really, she's getting so many emails because everybody is feeding back to her about the relationships. You know, how fantastic is it to be part of this conversation? Uh, I I saw a a LinkedIn post yesterday from... uh, Professor uh, Dr. Joanna Berry. Look, doctors, doctors, doctors. Dr. Berry, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she talked about She goes, I am having such a great relationship with my mentee. We're now gonna meet every single week. Aww. So the, the power of that, and and you know, the power of whether you're the mentee or the mentor, everybody benefits from it. And we're doing a massive program with um, Liverpool John Walls University in the new year, uh, where we're looking for uh, 50 mentors for students of business and marketing, which we'll, we'll talk about in the new year. But the power of this, you know, everybody can do something for someone else. So, yeah, thank you, Sarge, for those brilliant lessons. And thank everyone out there for being, you know, for really paying it forward. And please do get involved. Show your life lessons. Get involved with the mentoring via the uh, power-platform.com. So much to do, so much
0: to do. And, and this festive season's getting in the way. <laughs> well, I know, but, yeah, you know, I'm going to spend most of it on my sofa in JAMA's so I'm quite looking forward to that bit there is something isn't there about the fact that as much as my heart is broken I'm not seeing my family this year there is a bit of me and I'm I'm seeing the positive of this of going but that also means we've got no schedule we can kind of do what we want to do when we want to do it. As a family of four, we're in our little bubble. and We're so lucky we're in our family of four. You know, my children are here with me. My husband's here with me. And we can get up on Christmas morning. We can stay in pajamas all day if we want. We can have our dinner whenever we want. We can not have dinner till later. We can have dinner the next day. We can eat chocolate for breakfast. No one's going to be there going, all right, we need to do this now. So I think let's look for that positive in there. And another bit of <laughs> news that has, I don't know, for some reason really pleased me. Simone, is that sales of sherry are massively up. Have you seen this? <laughs> Everyone's embracing y- y- your drink your Nana would have on Christmas day. And I'd love that. I'm going to go and buy a bottle of sherry later. Oh,
1: I love, I love sherry. And a bit of a, uh, do you remember? Warnick's Advocar, the, the yellow. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? We all, we all get the same bottle out the cupboard from last year. It's wrong. Crusty round the wrong. top. <laughs> sort of strange power. Yeah, yeah, a little bit.
0: <laughs> Lemo in there it'd be cracking <laughs> and a Love cherry it. Anna oh, cherry. those those kind of radioactive red cherries that glowed from across the room. Yeah. They'd also been in there since about 1977, hadn't they? Or the ones <laughs> in our house had, anyway. I love it. Well, look, have the most wonderful Christmas. We know it's a bit different this year. Whoever you're able to be with, give them a big old squeeze. Think about the people who hopefully we can all connect with next year. Have the most wonderful time. Simone, I'm sending love from the desert to you and Northern Power Man in Liverpool. And let's hope we can get together in the new year.
1: And a big thanks to you, your girls and Dr. Springate, of course. Susie, <laughs> uh, you have, I think these weekly connections have really helped me through this whole year this has been a crazy year for so many reasons and and bizarrely enough this is the first one we've ever done where we've got our videos on because we're normally just doing i I know know. so thank you a massive cheers to you a cheers and a season's greetings to all of you out there please be safe please be sensible
0: and please be well Loads and loads of love. Have a tremendous time. And this is the Northern Power Women podcast. The next episode is coming your way on Monday, December the 28th. Until then, she's Simone Roche. I'm Sam Walker. The Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On media production.